I know we've only known each other for four weeks and three days, but to me, it seems like nine weeks and five days. Episode 23. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Cooler than Lando Calrissian. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. Hey guys, and welcome to today's show. Am I on? Yeah, hello. There we go. <laughs> hey guys, this is Frank Rincon, Brad Milo, and June Bob Kim. Say hello. Annyeonghaseyo. Hey. Uh, this is... What was that? Was that Was that Spanish? You speaking Spanish? <laughs> Seeing how I am a Mexican? Yeah, I would. <laughs> it would be fitting, wouldn't it? Korean. <laughs> This is a show that uh, we thought we'd take advantage of the fact that June Rob was here in town with us uh, a few issues back. So we're just going to record one, put it in a can, and play back later. So we really don't know what episode this is. But you do. You do. <laughs> which is odd. Yeah. You know something we don't because I will have edited in the episode number at the beginning. Yeah. And so, a movie quote of my choice. Yeah. So, so uh, hope, we hope you uh, enjoy it. Yes. So anyway, so we thought we'd take this advantage and just kind of hang out today and kind of talk about comic book movies. We thought that that'd be kind of fun. We actually got an email about this a while back. Um, do you remember who that was from? We'd have to look it up. Tell you what, see if you can look it up while we uh, get in our Gmail account. Uh, okay. Uh, or, no, we don't here's not. Brad opening his notepad. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, hang on. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Oh, Brad, that's not the browser. That's that's Notepad and Windows. No, what are you I, doing? I'm actually playing Minesweeper. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna say. I don't remember who it's from, um, but he knows. But he knows, and that's all that matters. And he had he had given us his his list of a uh, uh, worst and and least favorite, and so we thought, well, let's do that. Let's talk about that. Talk about the the worst and and, and least. We will right after this. <laughs> And we're back! What are we talking about? Okay, so we're going to talk about just comic book movies, least favorite um, and favorite. And just kind of do it round robin. You know, I'll t- I'll pick a movie that I like or didn't like, and then we can we can talk about it. And then we'll do June, and then you, Brad. Uh, l- are we going to need this? Spoiler alert! Yeah, we'll be talking about movie plots. And then and on, like- in the format of this thing, let me understand. I mean, is it just us giving... Our own opinion. Yeah, Can we well, get to rip on the other person's? Oh yeah, totally. likes and dislikes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's no, that's a lot more. Let's fun. do it this way. You start off with a movie, okay? That um that you liked or disliked. You tell us how you feel about it, and then we'll talk about how we feel about it. Okay. And then JB yeah. picks the next movie. That's right. Yeah. And then I'll pick the third movie, and and so on and so and, forth. And we'll go we'll go around the table. Uh, I, I'm kind of debating whether to pick one I liked or disliked. So I guess I'll take one that I liked, which is uh, the Hulk, the Angley Hulk. 
Uh, I really like that movie. Boring. I like the editing in it. Um, Boring. I, I actually like the story. Now, I understand that they are remaking it. <laughs> Which I think is kind of fantastic. I think uh, Edward... Uh, they're not remaking it. They're making a sequel. Oh, oh, it is a sequel? It's a sequel. Yes, it is. Okay. It is a sequel. Who's directing it? Do you know? Recast by compl- you know, completely different people. Yeah. Ed Norris, is he... Ed Norton, Norton. is, Ed is Norton. Bruce Banner. Um, the, the first one... The dude from Fight Club. Okay. Um, one of the worst movies ever worst made. Worst movie you said that. Are you kidding me? I absolutely Fight hate Fight Club. Wow. Um, but the editing, I really I really like the editing. I really did like the story. The The weakest part of that movie is the last uh, half of that, not last half, the last ten minutes where um, the Hulk fights Absorbing Man. I, I don't know Lame. why it had to be in there. Lame. That just kind of, it just... That, that took me out of the movie, the Absorbing Man part. I realized that that was his dad and stuff like that. But everything up to that point, I I really did like. Did, did you, you say everything after that point? I'm as sorry, in when the credits were rolling? <laughs> the credits were awesome. <laughs> uh, everything up to that point. June, what did you think? Well, that's that's kind of surprising. Um, I that is exactly the part. Uh, I thought most of the, some of the parts were really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hulk uh, running away, you know, the, the running around, stomping around the, the desert. Yes, that part was pretty sad, emotional. Actually, how <laughs> oh, he was just kind of running. And Nobody understood him. Takes him. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, what did make me sad was that uh, he was a. Uh, uh, running through, um, just basically crashing through all these uh, billions of dollars of uh, U.S. tax, you know, taxpayers' money <laughs> on all the military equipment. Dang. Uh, he was just kind of, yeah, pretty much just crushing him like it was nothing. Yeah, and, and you yeah, know, arguably the movie probably could use a little bit more Hulk smash. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah like, enormous. I, I really think they, um, I I really believe Angie is an awesome. Um, some of the stuff that he's done, just you know, very impressive. But I think that uh, did get overplayed in the fact that he really was not the person to make a fun, just crash it, you know, crash you know, everything I, and bash him up movie. And and I will give you that because he did take a more kind of cerebral or emotional tie on on the Hulk, which the Hulk is. I mean, he's a very emotional, sad character. But um, the one thing that that you know what you just said about Ang Lee. Anyone who has a DVD who hasn't heard the commentary yes. for that movie, listen to it, and you'll hear just how disconnected Ang Lee is to the movie. Lame brain. Yes. He has concepts about the character that I think he kind of missed the mark. Overall, though, I'm going to say I liked the movie. It was fun. That's right. Um, I it, it it is one of my favorites. It, my, uh, superhero movies probably top ten. It has a lot to do with. I, I got cu- a couple of uh, interesting tidbits that you guys would enjoy out of this thing. I follow Kevin Nolan as the artist. Uh-huh. Okay, quite a bit. Interestingly enough, he speaks of uh, in one of the uh, I think a back issue, one of the tomorrow's publication. Uh-huh. He actually speaks of his experience uh, because he was one of the artists picked, handpicked. And invited like about ten different artists were to invited to come and do renditions of um, Hulk for Ang Lee, you know, for him to consider making the uh, 
the 3D oh, you know okay, stuff yeah. out of. So he actually got to go, and he speaks of his, his experience with uh you know just speaking very highly of Ang Lee, and you know, and he said that he was just kind of speaking of you know sitting down and you know doing some sketches, which you know Kevin Nolan does awesome stuff, and his his version was pretty close to what was used. He had um, his traditional version of a Hulk. Is a bit more cartoony, a little more uh, flat-headed, mm-hmm. you know, monster. And uh, Ang Lee's the one that kind of said, "Hey, you know, I really want to have him to have more of the uh, the Bruce Banner actors' features, you know, even when he turns into you know Hulk's out and mm-hmm. stuff." And mm-hmm. you know, that's how he ended up doing some you know different versions. So there was, you know, he did invite some comic, you know, comic book artists to be involved in the process problem is when you understand when you see Ang Lee's movies and when you see a lot of Asian movies uh, one of the things that you got to understand is that uh, they're deeply trenched into tragedies and you cannot make you know the movie really doesn't get a good rating at all there's the romantic part of the tragedies uh-huh. is highly played up so if you see um, you know crouching you know the, his yeah. big yeah. he was coming off of this big hype of uh, this movie, you know, Crouching Hidden, uh, Hidden Crouching Dragon. Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, that's right. Um, How does it end at the end? Well, it at the end, you know, you expect to see somebody, you know, getting saved, uh-huh. you know, after all this stuff. No, what you see is the main heroes die because tragedy, you know, that's how you build up the legend of a you know main hero mm-hmm. when they die. <laughs> and so that's my, you know, I, I think that was played up a little too much, even mm-hmm. in that Hulk movie. And, you know, I think unnecessarily his dad, you know, was played into this thing. And that part really the uh, the absorbable man, you know, yeah. whatever that you, uh, you know, ended up calling him. That was that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that, I could that, have that. done with the, uh, the Hulk version of uh, – you know those dogs and you know yeah yeah steroids even you know and the poodle on steroids I mean I could even <laughs> handle that but stupid I I couldn't do it Brad Brad I think you you may have already stated how you feel okay. just the whole movie fell flat <laughs> <clears throat> I enjoyed the editing somewhat because it it uh, it was different it every once in a while. It actually looked like a comic book on screen, mm-hmm. but other than that, I was. It, it took forever to get started. You know, the Hulk looked cool. Seeing him throw the tank was about the neatest part in that movie for me. Amen. And Nick Nolte. You know the dudes. The dudes, crazy. Yes. Um. Like, not quite Gary Busey crazy, but close. And uh, I kept thinking, that's Nick Nolte. I'm watching the movie. You know, I'm not thinking that's whatever character he's supposed to be playing. Is that Was that his dad, even? Yeah. Yes, he was, he was playing his father. I kept thinking, that's Nick Nolte, and he shouldn't be in this movie. You mean he was Gary Busey and he's you made the movie? Is that what you were saying? No. <laughs> okay. But uh, you know, I Nick was... Nolte is Gary Busey in <laughs> The Incredible Hulk. Which he found God, by the way, <laughs> Gary Busey. Have he... Yeah, is, is he, he still weird him? though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That... You know, he just the... went weird the other way. Yeah. I, I'm um, sorry. Outrageous. Total, totally tangent, but there there is a Simpsons episode where Gary Busey is in it, and he di- he he does an instructional films on how. Um, 
uh, on how restraining orders works, <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> but I digress. That's right. Um, funny. So yeah, we didn't it's mean funny. to, but I. I yeah. So the the part is, is that you said you really liked that movie and yes. you picked it as one of your favorite. My my biggest question would be. You only shared with us what you didn't like about the show. Oh, okay. Um, the, definitely the editing. I thought the pacing was good, Brad. Um, the uh, it it's it it falls into that category of the first movie where you have to give the origin and stuff. Sometimes I can be slow. Lame. Sometimes those are not my favorite movies. Um, just because I'm so familiar with the character that I kind of know what's going on. I liked it. I like I like the. Uh, the thing between Bruce and and uh, Betty and I just I just like that whole dichotomy with um especially with uh, General Ross and and I like the characters I, and I like the editing and I thought it was directed well I just wish if you could take out those last ten minutes I'd be a happy camper next next let's go June Bob um pick a movie Batman Begins Batman, Batman begins. begins you know what uh, awesome, wait a second awesome awesome love or hate I I don't know how you could I can't really think of anything wrong with that movie um that's that's exactly what I gotta say uh, yeah, there Sweet. were some people that I've heard you know talking about nitpicking some parts of it that they didn't like but I gotta tell you that um that whole Ken Watanabe you know character you know, him actually playing, you know, basically in them taking through the whole, you know, stereotypical in your mind, that really would be, you know, Raja Gu. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it ended up being, you know, the, the Liam person. Yeah, yeah, Liam Neeson, you know, playing that role. I, I tell you what, they had me suckered completely on that. That was very impressive. And, uh, and it would be, you know, very fitting into that character. But uh, other than that, I... Um, you know, there are just small parts of it, you know, that really impress me. First of all, uh, you ever wonder, you know, why the heck uh, Batman, you know, and his uh, his glove has those three, you know, little uh, blades hanging out? You ever wonder about that? Yeah. You know, they answer that. I liked in how that they, movie, man. I liked how they took they took every aspect of of his costume. That's right. And they made it do something. Yeah, I love it. You know the. In the, the, in the in the ears uh-huh. of his cow, there's a transmitter, a re- transmitter receiver in that. That's, That's right. how he can hear through the wall. Oh, that makes perfect sense. You know, the cape. Oh yeah. All of that technology made sense. Absolutely. And any movie that Morgan Freeman's in, I mean, come on, you know, it's mm. just gonna be, it's just gonna be a winner. Um, <laughs> I'm, I know, I'm serious. <laughs> I just. Well, it's a funny endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> I can see in the back of the DVD any movie that Morgan Friedman yeah. is a winner. Brad Milo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the thing is that I, I love I, the Scarecrow. They, yes. I think they, you know, they took somebody who um, who is a, a traditional Batman, you know, villain, but they didn't pick you know right away on the first episode. They didn't pick the obvious ones. Yes. One. They did it, and they really played it on very well. I mean, yeah. I, I just think there's so many things that they did right in that movie. Uh-huh. Only downfall to that is that the sequel, we're waiting forever for it. Yeah. And you know, are we waiting forever? How long? How long has it been? You since? know, I, I, I don't it's know. It's been scheduled. two years, hasn't it? Hey, you know, it, it took three years in between each original Star Wars movie. You know, yeah. and I'd, I'd, I, I would have waited four. You know, I would wait 
five for a really good. Sure, I don't mind waiting it. I don't, you know, I don't mind waiting for something good to, you know, come out. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is that I mind the waiting part. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's it, well, it's just like a kid, you know. Oh, it's like right. like when's Christmas? You know, when's the next Batman going to come out? Impatient, <laughs> <laughs> but I I really liked it, and I think the, they really did a good job of it. I think uh, they found the person that was perfect to play mm-hmm. Batman. It's interesting that they would pick an Englishman. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, well, I mean, he, he pulled it off. You know, the whole high society part. Yeah, he could actually kind of fit into that a little bit too. I I thought that was very well done. You know, it's right up there with me with with uh, uh, Spider Man because mm-hmm. like Spider Man they did right, um, and, and that Batman Begins they did right, and you believed it, you believed in the character, and and it was fun, and it was a ride, and it was it was adventurous, and and it was dark. And you yes. know the thing is that it and wasn't Batman dark, it wasn't just dark. gloomy, but yes, it's a dark night. You know they really played that up. They set the you know the tone and the you know the mood of it perfectly in that you know respect and, you know that only the, the down part to the dark part was i i really had to seriously consider am i going to let my you know 80 year old see this thing mm. i kind of caved in and you know there were some parts where we covered his eyes a little bit yeah you know because i didn't want him to have nightmares from that you know scarecrow scene you know. a couple of that part some of that was creepy especially when yeah. scarecrow got gassed by his oh, own stuff that's right yeah and I, and the way he saw Batman, yes, it was like was liquid, demonic. like a liquid, it was, oh, it was liquid like smoke with the with the white eyes, creepy. That's right. Okay, Brad. Um, well, I just wanted to say that the Batman, uh, the Batman Begins, that was the way it should have been done back in 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one with Jack Nicholson, you know, it, it was and Michael Keaton. It was okay. I enjoyed it for what it was. But this is the way it should have been done the first time. You know what? Go- going back to the 1989 one, I think that was just a moment in time. Like, at that time, everyone was excited because, one, it was Batman coming to the screen. Absolutely. It was exciting. It was different. That's sure, right. it did have that, that, that look to it. But now that you watch that Batman, it's dated. And yeah, it just yeah. doesn't look well, good. Well, let me ask you guys this. I, you know, During that time, I was one of those people that was just simply excited to see Batman come alive. Oh, heck yes. Yes. Do you guys know there were a lot of, you know, during that time when it was being released, was there anybody really kind of slamming it and saying, oh, this isn't, you know, this isn't what I really don't remember. Because I didn't follow media very closely during that time at all. All I can tell you is this much, is that the movie was incredibly hyped. Everybody was talking about it. There were T-shirts everywhere. I can even remember this ad for the movie where they showed empty streets and empty buildings mm. and and empty uh, um, uh, shopping malls. And the announcer said, where is everybody? And then they showed the front of a movie theater that had Batman on it. And th- there was just a crowd of people going in to see Batman. Well, let, and also another part of that, I remember when those series of Batman movies were coming out. I was a pretty, you know, big time with, you know, friends of mine, you know, mm-hmm. we really paid attention to vehicles. Mm-hmm. So honestly to telling you this, it really didn't matter as much to me who was playing Batman. Okay. Believe it or not, Outrageous. what we paid attention to was the new versions of Batmobile. <laughs> I, I, I got to give it to you. You know, mm-hmm. I still remember I can sit down and still draw 
the uh, the several versions of you know that rocket. They actually mm-hmm. literally took a rocket engine and then designed that car out of that. Nerd. So that that was pretty impressive part, and you know I remember that, and I paid more closer attention to you know the Batmobile and the new versions of it, and you know the technology behind it. But that's that's another cred that speaks to the Batman Begins because when Batman Begins came. I mean, they had some awesome technology. They had yes. Tumblr. I mean, you know, the, the mini tank. I mean, that was, that was awesome. That was one of my favorite scenes in the oh, movie yeah. when, when he took uh, it for a spin. Well, when uh, Lucius Fox is showing Bruce Wayne all the stuff yeah, down absolutely. in the basement, and uh, Bruce Wayne sees exactly. his vehicle, and he's uh-huh. like, "What's, What's that? that?" And Morgan Freeman's like, "Oh, you you wouldn't be you interested wouldn't. in that." <laughs> that was so funny. I know, and, and but even then, to me, in this movie. It was actually more important. Batman was more important, and he yeah. really stood out. And he played out, you know, whether he was in costume or outside, out of costume. I paid more, closer attention to Bruce Wayne, and you know, oh, yeah. and I, I have to give it to him. They did an excellent job. I cool. think that's probably that Batman Begins is in my top three. Yeah, of I would put it put top three too. Well, since y'all picked each picked one that you liked, I'll pick one I like. Um, we recently. Talked about that one. I'm going to go with uh, Daredevil. I really, really enjoyed Daredevil. Director's Cut? I have not seen the I've Director's Cut. I've never seen Director's Cut. Cut. It made light, light years difference. Was it good? Yes. Did you enjoy the theatrical no, release? No, I did not. Okay. I did not like the theatrical release. When I went to see it, um, first, of all, first of all, I got to say, I have no Ben Affleck hate whatsoever. Okay. I think he's competent and I enjoy watching him act. You know, is he can it be a little dramatic? Yeah, but I thought he was excellent in the Daredevil movie. Um uh, I've heard nothing but good about the director's cut. I'd like to see it. But I remember watching this movie it, really when it's done and my face was hurting literally my cheeks were throbbing in pain, and I realized it was because I was smiling the entire time. Oh. Because I was so pleasantly surprised and pleased with everything they were doing. Wimpy. Mm. You didn't care for... No, I'm just making fun of you. Wimpy. No. Um, I, I was... I think that movie gets a bad rap. And what... I just... You know, it didn't bother me that Kingpin wasn't the way I expected him to be. Um, you know, is Bullseye Scottish or is he I, Irish? I don't, I don't, I don't I mean, know. Irish. He's, he's supposed to be Irish, I think. Love that the actor, actor I mean. Played him. I can't think of his Colin name. Farrell. Is Colin he Farrell. is he Irish or Scottish? I think he might be Scottish. Actually. Okay, well, Bullseye. I don't. I believe Bullseye is just an American in mm-hmm. in the comics. I don't think he's. You know, so that didn't bother me that he had the, the accent. Um, but I just, that movie reminded me of Frank Miller's Daredevil. Cool. Mm. I enjoyed it very much. Um, now, I have to say. I didn't think it was silly or stupid at all. Um, the way Alex Maleev, you know, on his run with Bendis, right. you know, for a long time now, in the you know, recent years, um, the way he drew um Basically, uh, Daredevil's face. Okay. Yeah. It was an exact. Uh, ben Affleck was like made to fit that role. Cool. You can literally take 
several shots, facial shots, you know, and there's a lot of it because Bendis wrote it, Talking Heads, right? You can take that <laughs> shot and then basically take, you know, take a shot of like when Ben Affleck was, uh, Ben was actually sitting at the diner, mm-hmm. at the little coffee shop when, you know, when, you know, the Electra walks in for mm-hmm. the first time, like that, fa- and they do a close up of the face. You can take it and you can just see it was almost like an exact duplicate of, and so they, they looked at that and they were very, I, I have, you know, have a very strong suspicion that that played a lot into him being casted for that role. You, you know, the, the, the movie itself, very good. I, I do like it. The The problem I had with it has nothing to do with the movie, but the character itself. And I realize comic books, suspension of disbelief and all that stuff. I mean, pe- people could fly and all that stuff. Yeah. But the fact that, that there's a hero that exists that actually gets stronger by being blind bothers me. Like, I can't... When you say stronger, those. of course, you mean that all his other senses... Right, right. Um, are, are heightened. Take, well, yeah, well, they he, were heightened. That's the word I was looking for. And and that... I, I've i always... That's my problem with Daredevil all along. I've always had that problem with Daredevil. Um, so I, heightened I, senses? Yeah, the the fact that, you, you know, that he, he, you know, he can use sound and everything else and smell and stuff and jump around on buildings and, and stuff like that and, and be great at it. That just doesn't connect with me for some I reason. I tell you, I, I challenge you to try it. Have you read, have you seen the director's cut? Uh, no. I challenge you to do it because they, on the movie's right itself, you know, they well, do well, a very good job justifying how that can be possible. Now, I, now I, I do like the movie, so yeah. I, I can only imagine sure. that I will you know, like the director's cut that much more. It was just in the comic books that I always had the problem with with the hero. Director's cut almost seems like he pays extra attention to go ahead and justify, okay. you know, how that really could be. And he, he went to the uh, greater lengths to make sure, you know, that was, you know, that was justified each step of the way. And that's, that's why I say that. And I think that's the part about, I like the movie, and you know, if you guys ask me one part why I why I actually didn't like it, it would not be a part that you normally hear people complain about. Okay, but first, let me go ahead and tell you this: that the director's cut impressed me because even if it weren't a well-known comic book character movie, mm-hmm. and they had taken somebody out there and they even took the superhero element out of it, the director's cut made a bit much better plot. And a much better flow to the story that could have been a you know just an entertaining story that I could have you know taken a non superhero character out and plugged them in and almost kind of enjoyed you know reading it. Okay. And so that's why I I liked about it. They play up the kind of the detective role a little bit because mm-hmm. you know Daredevil really was kind of created to compete a little bit more with a Batman in a certain respect. You know, and Marvel's answer to a Batman, a dark character that was kind of had a little detective, you know, element to it that fought with the law, you know, uh, for you know, using the law and all this stuff. But uh, the director's cut, I think, seemed to have done that job a lot better, and so I was really impressed with that. The part that I didn't like about the movie, believe it or not, is the scene uh, in the playground scene, the fight scene between. Um, I always hear people say Daredevil, that. Daredevil and Elektra. Uh, Where they're flirting and fighting at the same time. Um, the problem with that scene is this: is that you see um, fight scene in the the, uh, the bar scene mm-hmm. when Daredevil actually goes to go in and basically you know right. take out the guy that just got sprung right. you know, for free. You know that scene is just awesome, just back to back action, very quick. You know, very you know they did, they really did a good job of that scene. Okay, 
However, and it was a bit dark, so it was a bit disorienting in some mm-hmm. parts and stuff, hard to follow. Here's a daylight scene. And when you see a daylight scene and then you're really trying to play up two people that has potentially a very, very well skilled in martial arts, has great abilities, and they're, you know, they're duking it out with one another, there's an element that's missing. And the element that's missing is they, they should have sped the you know, film up a little bit. Because the action sequences were a bit slow. Okay. And what happens is that they took out the elements like a great theatrical element to action sequences are what they call dirt. One thing that you see about kung fu movies, right, that, you know, when a kick is a kick and the person just takes a kick, right, if there's not a puff of dust from <laughs> okay. out when they kick him, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, no, it I totally know so what you're talking about. Yeah, more dynamics to sure. it. Sure. You wouldn't believe it. And, you know, they were in playground, you know, and they were kicking each other. I'm sure you would see some dirt kicking out because it wouldn't be dirt from the person's shirt or anything. It would be from their shoes, if anything. And they could have, you know, done something like just, you know, I know that there were actors that really wanted to do their own stunts and they really physically trained hard to kind of, you know, kind of do this thing. But it's the example of like the Matrix guys. They put themselves through some quite a bit of regiment and – you know, even the, the Matrix scene, you know, kind of had the same, you know, mm-hmm. feel like it's a little bit too staged of a fight, you know. Yeah. That part was actually, that part ruined it for me because then if they had done that part right to a more of a, you know, people that really see that to go, they can have a greater respect for the uh, the martial arts skill of these two people that were potentially lethal, you know, martial artists. I, I, I didn't care for that scene either, and it's funny yeah. that you should say, that about the matrix because i always thought or, or to me it it always looked like it was a bit matrixy wasn't they it? were in the matrix while they were yeah, fighting exactly like with these un- they did the little floating scene yeah the and- unbelievable and and like they're both standing on the they're both standing on the uh on the teeter-totter yeah you know they must weigh the exact same uh, <laughs> you know exactly i'm sorry but, but that's that they were balancing each other on their chi it didn't have much to do with their real body weight. There's no such the thing as force. There's no such thing as chi. Oh, now, come on, Brad. The one thing I did, like another thing that I really appreciated uh, about this movie was that when uh, Matt Murdock went home, and uh, obviously his body was in a lot of pain, and he was taking pain medication. You know, uh, Daredevil doesn't have superhuman strength. He's not... That's right. He's not um, a metahuman, as it were. That's right. He's just like, he's not, like unla- a Batman. not unlike Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's he's been trained in martial arts. That's right. It's still going to hurt. Yeah. In so, Daredevil, he uses uh, meditation techniques to basically, you know, do a, you know, kind of take himself out of the uh, the pain and the, you know, in his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very real in that sense. And I thought it was cool that he slept in that isolation chamber. Yes, that was very cool. So he. It would block out everything he that he could that he could uh, hear, yeah. you know, so he could actually get a he good night's sleep. He needed an isolation sleep. tank only, just to sleep. Only the problem I had with that is that when he was coming out of that tank, they should have pruned faced him a little bit, you know, because I don't know if anybody knows realizes this or not. But if you've been you know sitting in water, you know, well his face eight wasn't hours covered. No, his face or his body, rest of his body, it should have been you know pretty pruned up. Maybe it maybe it was a um, uh, maybe it, w- it was some type of lubiderm who who actually um, um, 
you know, added moisture. Maybe it was a big moisturizer. moisturizer. <laughs> yeah. Tank, yeah, tank full of uh, moisturizer. Yeah, it was Lubiderm. Are we ruining the uh, the mystery of the movie no, for not you? At all. Okay. Look, we're out of time. We're out of time. Oh, but we, we all talked about a movie we, we care for. Let's just at least just sound off bat the ones that we don't like. Uh, at least you, we'll just name one movie that we don't care for um, and say one sentence about it as to why you hate it. Um, t- t- I hope this doesn't this falls in the category. Matrix 2 and 3. That's not a comic book movie. It's not a well, comic book movie? It was a comic book, but... No, that, comic book was way after that. It was you know it was made by comic book fans, you know. Okay. So hey, could you could do you have one? Do you have a bad movie? Because I got to think. Sure. About it. Um, History of Violence. I'm sorry. I never saw it. It was a it, it was an indie book that was turned into a uh, uh, turned into a deal. It had the uh, the guy from the Lord of the Ring, Return of the King. Oh yeah, King. Yeah, he the played King? the he played that role. Um, I'm sorry, there was it. It, um, it, I think it was one of those books that could have been great as a as a book, mm-hmm. and they they stayed, uh, they didn't take advantage of it being in a different media uh, okay. form, you know, of media, and I think that's where it failed. Okay, they um, stayed too, too close, uh, true to the uh, book, I believe. Um, the 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 movie that I didn't care for, yeah. the first Fantastic Four, um. Oh. They're they're just uh, they're, I I love the second one the first one just lacked a lot of uh, energy Lame. and um, magic and fun it, there was just something that I was surprised that they were even making a sequel out of it but I'm glad they did because the second one was great the first one just there was no imagination yeah okay. I I didn't care for the the first one really um mine my choice just happens to be the worst movie ever made. Bar none. Batman and Robin. You you couldn't handle his shaking, head shaking. He's right. (laughs) That is the worst. That is the worst movie ever made. Stupid. When I saw his head shaking, even when he had the uh, the head count, you know that little shake of head that uh, actor himself had. Yeah. You know whether he was yeah George Clooney, whether he was in uniform or out of uniform, he had that little head shake, and I'm like, how could the villains not know who that is? Fred, that movie hurt. I know. I'm. I don't even have to tell you why. If you saw it, you know why. I saw it. I saw it at the dollar show. I got ripped off. And you did you get your refund? <laughs> no, because it was you know it's a dollar. Yeah. But had I paid like eight bucks to see that, I would have I would have demanded my money back. Okay. Throw that was the worst movie ever made. Oh guys. Ever, ever, Brad, ever. I one hundred percent agree with you on that. God, I can't believe how quickly time passed. Have you I've seen, already you've seen it, right? Yeah. Yes. It okay. I will say it had some of the the worst dialogue ever. And all of it pretty much came from Arnold. <laughs> Chill out. You know what they freeze. They they they, they, they took it back to that to Time that, to kick some ice. 
they they took it back to the TV show, which they never wanted to do originally. They they you know uh, the Tim Burton Batman's they wanted to be dark and, and gothic and stuff like that. But then, but that last one they were right back to where the TV show was with with everything being campy and stuff. Like well, that. I wasn't impressed with the Batmobile either in that. Version. No, that was just that was just silly. You and the Batmobile. All right. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks for listening. Halfhourwasted.com uh, or halfhourwasted@gmail.com. We always appreciate your comments. Please drop them. I'll Thank you. For joining us, Jim Bob. Yeah, thank you for thank joining you. us. We are wasted. Yes. Take and care. this is our longest show ever. We just turned 36 minutes. Ooh, okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.